This is Closer to the Fire from the Voice of the Martyrs Canada with a focus on the persecuted church. Over the last several years, the Chinese Communist Party has increased its crackdown on the Chinese church, which is saying something considering decades of persecution against the followers of Jesus. You know, there's almost daily reports of a church, pastor, or believers being threatened by the state, restrictions, pressure, warnings, and sometimes surprise raids on churches have become a regular part of Christian life in China for Christians in that nation. Now, according to Open Doors, churches have also felt intensifying pressure since new regulations governing religion were implemented with greater force in 2018. The government is actively targeting unregistered house churches, and they're inviting them for registration. Otherwise, they are illegal and may be raided. And joining me to talk about the challenges facing the followers of Jesus in China is our friend Bob Fu, the president and founder of China Aid. China Aid is an international nonprofit human rights organization committed to promoting religious freedom in China. China Aid also financially supports Chinese Christians and their families who have experienced persecution by the Chinese government. Bob is also the author of God's Double Agent, which details his conversion to Christianity, his arrest, imprisonment for starting an illegal house church, his harrowing escape, and his subsequent rise to prominence to advocate for oppressed Christians in China. Bob, welcome to Closer to the Fire. Thank you, Greg, for having me again. Good okay, to before, see you. Yeah, good to see you too. You know, And before we talk about some of the recent reports of Christian persecution in China, Things are actually getting worse since 2018, and that may be a surprise for people because you know China has a long history of persecuting the church there. Why is that happening? Well, Greg, um, as you just said, uh, uh, after this uh, uh, President Xi Jinping, who is nicknamed Chairman Mao Jr., uh, took power, the um, religious freedom, human rights, rule of law has uh, really uh, sunk into the worst time uh, we have not seen uh, since the Cultural Revolution. So literally, this uh, presidency has launched a new Cultural Revolution in China. The persecution uh, against the Christians, against uh, the Uyghur Muslims, against the Tibetan Buddhists and other religious minorities have come to really uh, in a, in a uh, most devastating uh, time. And uh, for Christians, as you know very well uh, in the past few years, um, uh, for the first time we have seen you know, churches not only the unregistered house churches, but also even the government-sanctioned churches had under uh, severe, unprecedented level of attacks. And almost all Christians uh, in China are uh, right now experiencing some level of, uh, you know, uh, active uh, uh, discrimination to uh, passive persecution. Uh, and in some uh, areas, um, the active persecution happens to everyone, every denomination, I mean, every groups. Um, I mean, so we also have seen uh, the government uh, under Xi Jinping's banner of uh try to 
restrict uh, all the Chinese children from any access to the Bible and the scripture and teachings. And the Bible is being forced to uh, be taken off from all the e-commerce stores, including the Apple, you know, uh, stores and um, Amazon, everything. Um, so the uh, millions of Chinese children, uh, Christian children, uh, for the first time since the Cultural Revolution in 1960s, are forced to sign a Communist Party prepared form to renounce their faith. And uh, so pastors uh, were even arrested and sentenced for uh, as many as 12 years for setting up uh, an offering box uh, in their church uh, during the church service, uh, being accused of a so-called illegal uh, business operation or fraud. So this is a new tactic uh, that is used uh, for cracking down against the church and uh, business Christian businessmen who are like uh, uh, manufacturing this uh, uh, like MP3 Bible players uh, receive right. like six seven years imprisonment uh, for doing that. Uh, so that these are uh, happening in an unprecedented way. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about this, uh, you know, before, Bob, and I know you have uh, covered persecution in China for many, many years. It just seems that it's not in just pockets of area, you know, and people say, you know, is there persecution in China? And you say yes and no, because it's such a huge country. It's like many countries within country. But it seems now it's more of a coordinated uh, persecution, not only is against Christian, but as you mentioned, Muslims and others that don't go along with the communist way of doing things. So they're they're hitting it all over the country. And then you also, as you say, have all these other things that are going on. Is this the most concerted effort of persecution against Christians and others that you have seen in your time of following these things? Yes, Greg, uh, this is certainly the most uh, uh, concerted, uh, orchestrated by the central government and the Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese president himself uh, involves, uh, definitely, um, in 40 years. Uh, and basically, uh, we, uh, you know, in the past, uh, Greg, we know uh, persecution existed during the President Jiang Zemin, President Hu Jintao's time, the two predecessors of uh, President Xi Jinping. Um, but usually, as you mentioned, we have seen the pockets or, you know, kind of uh, um, the persecution the, uh, has a geographical uh, uh, differentiation, you know, uh, there are more persecution maybe in a one area like Henan province or in the countryside. And um, not necessarily means in, you know, Beijing or other areas or in the urban areas. Some of the unregistered house churches are even able to rent a, a plaza or business facility to have their worship service uh, pretty much uh, kind of... Uh, uh, being left alone, I mean, being uh, there, they were still being surveillance, but the government did not take this kind of uh, unprecedented cr across the board 
uh, measure of crackdown. I mean, the Chinese uh, uh, children, under anybody under 18 years old, all the students, I mean, including graduate school students uh, from the elementary school to, to universities, from uh, students to teachers, uh, for, uh, even nurses and doctors, they are for the first time in total forbidden to believe in Christian faith. I mean, and of course, so the world all know uh, now that there is a genocide. Uh, you know, for the first time we have seen maybe in uh, 70 years, uh, the Communist Party made this cons concentrated effort uh, try to uh, erase the whole uh, race of uh, this uh, ethnic minority yeah. Uyghur uh, Kazakhs in West China. I mean, between one to three million of them terrible, are still yeah. in the concentration camps. Um, so these are happening uh, under the, the, our eyes. I mean, the, 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 in the modern time. Yeah, it is just unbelievable what is going on. And China, of course, continues to flex its muscles worldwide. I mean, there's just so many things that are going on here. It's it's hard to get our mind around it, Bob. And I know that, again, your focus is you know, primarily on Christians, but other minorities in the country as well. How many, and I am asked this, and you are, I'm sure as well, how many Christians are in China? 80 million, 100 million, 120 million? Uh, you know, those that would identify with Jesus. Well, three some years ago, the uh, U.S.-based uh, Purdue University uh, in Indiana uh, uh, State uh, had uh, a group of uh, sociologists, uh, religious uh, 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 sociologists, uh, study scholars, uh, after uh, quite a few years of uh, uh, survey and study uh, about uh, the religious growth of uh, uh, I mean, among all the religions, uh, including Christian faith uh, in China in the past 100, 100 years. Um, so they concluded uh, the number of Chinese Christians uh, had already reached to, at that time, uh, between 100 to uh, 130 million. Wow. So that was their number in the scholarly circle. Um, and they also predicted by 20. Uh, 30, um, if uh, without severe persecution, the growth of the church uh, in China uh, will reach to at least over 240 million. Uh, so that is wow. their uh, estimate uh, projection. Right, um, right. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, they're, they're, they're looking at it, you know, strictly from, you know, in terms of numbers, they're not trying to influence or, you know, say Christianity is growing at this pace, you know, because they have some agenda. As far as I understand, Purdue University has no agenda. They're just looking at this. And of course, That's it right. is one of the most phenomenal things we've seen in church history in terms of growth. And as you mentioned, Bob, if there's not severe persecution, well, it seems to be going that way. Uh, you know, again, we know the Bible's clear. The gates of hell won't prevail against the church. The church is advancing in China. Persecution is used uh, to, you know, strengthen in many ways, embolden the church. But we've been talking about all these ways, you know, you know, targeting children, you know, the house groups, trying to get them to meet. Even as you mentioned, the government churches are being persecuted. How are the Christians, and I know you have lots of contacts in the country, 
in a general sense, how are the Christians reacting to this increased persecution since 2018? Yes, uh, the uh, reacting or response of this uh, persecuted uh, uh, Christians uh, certainly um, are, are manifested in different ways, right. uh, but mostly, you know, the Chinese uh, church uh, has uh, been under persecution uh, in the past uh, 70 plus years under communism. So uh, this is not a surprise uh, to them, um, certainly uh, to some new uh, newly converts, uh, especially in the cities uh, that might be uh, uh, kind of a, a, a little uh, caught off guard uh, to see the minimum and um, uh, especially after uh, experiencing some relative freedom uh, you know before pre President Xi's time uh, 10 years the, the really Chinese uh, urban churches had experienced some relative uh, freedom but all of a sudden now the largest uh, these uh, urban churches, uh, you know, from Beijing, Shouwang Church, Zion Church, to Chengdu Early Rain Covenant Church, to Guangzhou, you know, Pastor Samuel Lam's church, right. to Shanghai, you know, uh, these uh, biggest churches in largest cities uh, who were used to be left alone and all had been under this unprecedented uh, severe attack. I mean, the pastors had been uh, either under a severe house arrest for decades almost, uh, or those uh, uh, like Pastor Wang Yi would, uh, were, was sentenced to nine years imprisonment for preaching a sermon uh, in 2020. And uh, uh, all these churches were banned and some were even labeled as evil cult organizations. And uh, hundreds, uh, I mean, thousands of their uh, church members had been arrested and been some uh, suffered severe torture, uh, like uh, in the early Roman Covenant Church. Um, so we have all documented uh, about this. Um, so these are the current state affairs. I mean, the the uh, the, the one pastor and his wife um, in the Zhejiang, you know, which is called the Jerusalem of China. Right. Yeah. Um, they received 12, 14 years imprisonment uh, for refusing to take down the crosses from the rooftop of their church building. It is a registered uh, three self patriotic moment church. 12, I mean, 14 years at the husband and wife. Uh, so th this is uh, uh, certainly, uh, I think uh, the church um, in the uh, government sanctioned uh, uh, kind of organization, certainly a devastating uh, uh, kind of uh, impact because they were supposed to be legally protected, registered, you know, uh, government approved churches. Uh, but for millions of uh, church uh, Christians in the house church, in the, in the independent house church, I think uh, they're prepared uh, and most of them are really now uh, kind of uh, engaging uh, the real house church again, like uh, worshiping in their homes and as uh, even, uh, you know, uh, ironically, uh, during this uh, Communist Party virus time, uh, the, even the home, those who worship in their homes were forbidden. So they chose to be really now uh, underground and uh, even the online worship service uh, had been under attack. Even a prayer meeting uh, on the virtual setting 
are declared as illegal religious activities, and uh, those organizers are subject for uh, administrative detention. Um, so, um, but um, as uh, we just mentioned, uh, I do believe uh, this new wave of uh, persecution, um, uh, without exception, will uh, further uh, enhance the church growth in China. Uh, I think uh, the God, you know, in some sense, uh, by the end of the day, may call President Xi Jinping as his uh, 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 last faithful servant for his uh, revival of the church in the in the opposite opposite sense yeah well we see that in the bible bob where god uh, uses even those that uh, may be enemies of the church to actually grow the church and persecution of course god has used in the last 2000 years you know in the history of the church to grow the church but of course there are consequences uh, to families and suffering and i know that's a part of what china aid is all about Okay, let's uh, look now at uh, some recent reports of Christians being persecuted in China. Uh, we've been reporting on these stories from the Voice of the Martyrs. By the way, if you'd like to find out more about the persecuted church in China, I will put a link on the show notes on the podcast and also a link to China Aid. Now, we have been reporting on a church led by Pastor Pan Yongguang of the Senjen Holy Reformed Church, which is in the southeastern part of China near Hong Kong. Pastor Pan and 27 other adults and 32 children, so 60 of them, fled China, and they went to South Korea. Bob, why did they flee the country? You know, uh, Greg, we were talking about the response of the persecution uh, are uh, really uh, in different uh, form uh, and uh, fashion, just like uh, the early church time, even during Paul you know, uh, the uh, disciples' time. Um, so some churches under this uh, unprecedented, so severe persecution um, chose uh, to flee uh, out of China because uh, they are not able to really exist as a, a, a church collectively anymore. I mean, this church, the Shenzhen Holy Reformed Church, one of the uh, China's uh, kind of uh, I, uh, itinerant uh, 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 Presbyterian Church system, a sister church of uh, Early Reign Covenant Church uh, in Chengdu, uh, they were uh, persecuted so severely. I mean, you, you, you talk about their church schools, all their children were uh, forced to uh, go to the Communist Party controlled indoctrination schools from their church school. The church school is totally shut down and the pastors are not even able to go back to his home. And uh, brothers and sisters, their family members are constantly under interrogation and arrest and threat. So if the parents in any way put up any kind of opposition saying, no, we don't want our children going there, they will face even more harassment and difficulty? Oh, it's not only uh, uh, harassment, but really they are facing arrest because according uh -huh. to the Communist Party's so-called compulsive uh, education system, and uh, uh, no religion is allowed in any education uh, system. So if you even mentioned you have uh, a Christian faith is being mentioned or taught in the, your uh, school, then uh, that's a criminal offense. So uh, that's subject to arrest and uh, criminal sentence. 
So they chose to flee out of uh, China, and uh, then then uh, they voted um, with the even democratic process. Uh, so the majority of them uh, chose to flee to Jeju Island in South Korea because that is the only South Korean territory that allows. Chinese passport holders to go without needing a visa because uh, it's a tourist city. So even after they fled out of China, their family members are still under constant uh, threat. Uh, Some were taken by the Chinese state security agents and uh, they even received uh, threats uh, from the Chinese uh, consulate in Jeju, in South Korean territory. Wow. And uh, the, uh, unfortunately, the South Korean government uh, has been uh, de- uh, intimidated and threatened by the Chinese Communist Party for so long. So they are not uh, granting this church or any member asylum. And so they are now uh, already, you know, some of them already receiving the uh, rejection for asylum. Uh, twice or three times, uh, even by the uh, uh, the court. So they're now all appeal to the appellate court, and uh, this could uh, always, uh, uh, I mean, uh, go to the uh, South Korean uh, uh, Supreme Court. Um, but um, you know, over the years, uh, unfortunately, South Korean government uh, chose to kowtowing to China's threat. Um, rarely grant any Chinese uh, uh, asylum seekers a real asylum status. Now, during the past two years, uh, the Voice of the Martyrs Korea, also a partner as is China Aid, have been involved in training some of these church members, as you see a photo here, teaching them how to effectively respond to persecution in the event that they're forced to return to China. Bob, if they are, in fact, forced to go back to China, what could happen to them? Oh, if they are forced to be repatriated back to China, um, definitely, without any exception, uh, they will be arrested and put under arrest. I mean, uh, the, all their church uh, adults uh, certainly will face uh, enormous uh, prison uh, time because uh, they were, when they were called and they were um, by the Chinese state security, uh, I mean, by the Chinese uh, diplomats from the Jeju Island, they were called traitors. You know, this is a, 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 the highest yeah. political crime, uh, you know, called, uh, based, you know, worse than the kind of uh, subversion of state power. They're called traitors. So the Communist Party will mercilessly, mercilessly persecute them. Well, we have to pray that, uh, you know, that doesn't happen, that, you know, I know that, Many, of course, want to stay in the country uh, to advance the gospel, but there does come a point for some believers that they need to go. I know for you and Heidi, that was your situation many years ago. Uh, we don't want people to be suffering needlessly, and it sounds like that would happen. Now, China Aid, I understand you have reached out to some churches uh, where you live in Texas that would be willing to resettle them in the U.S. Tell me about that. Yes, um, Greg. We are so thankful and uh, grateful and, uh, to uh, have uh, churches uh, in, here in Texas mobilized and uh, a group of churches even uh, had a coalition led uh, by uh, one of our partner organizations uh, called Freedom Seekers International based in Tyler, Texas. 
um, the churches are fully prepared. I mean, they are mobilizing, as we're talking actually now, every week, three days a week, a private Christian school based in Dallas uh, have been uh, teaching the children virtually uh, in Jeju Island to this, to this church. And they are uh, collecting support financially. And of course, uh, China Aid were leading the diplomatic uh, effort to, to uh, uh, try to find a, a solution for the US, US, US government to resettle them uh, that we call them uh, the modern day Mayflower Church. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, the pastor, Pastor Pan, was actually ordained uh, by the Philadelphia-based uh, a Presbyterian Church in America, um, uh, the denomination within the Evangelical Presbyterian Church system. Uh, so literally this church is uh, regarded as a, a church plant um, by the uh, American, uh, I mean, the PCA, we call the Presbyterian Church in America. Uh, so we got a lot of uh, enthusiastic response. We yeah. hope, of course, that the Lord will grant them uh, their freedom uh, to move uh, to the United States. And we need to be praying for Pastor Pan and the entire congregation. You know, they're kind of in that situation right now. They don't know what's going to happen. And there's always that, you know, that threat of being forced back to China, uh, you know, on them. But uh, we're so grateful for, you know, Voice of the Martyrs Korea, China Aid, uh, preparing these believers in the event that they have to go back. But we pray that they would soon find themselves in the U.S. Now, another network of churches, and uh, you had mentioned it earlier, facing persecution, and we've had many stories on our persecution and prayer alert at the Voice of the Martyrs, is the early reign covenant churches. Uh, they faced arrest, but they're not able to meet. Tell me about the uh, early reign churches, and why are they facing so much persecution? Yes, uh, as I mentioned previously, you know, uh, the, uh, the early Rain Covenant Church um, is a, a very rapidly growing uh, urban uh, uh, church um, in China based in Chengdu City, Sichuan Province. And um, the, their founder and leader is uh, Pastor Wang Yi, who was uh, uh, one of the uh, you know, most influential uh, public intellectuals um, and uh, uh, legal scholar uh, before he became a full-time uh, church planter and pastor, a very good friend of mine. Uh, and uh, thankfully, yes, um, the uh, I also need to, yeah, echo what you said is uh, the our partner, Voice Martyr uh, in South in Korea, had been also supporting uh, the both churches with us over the years and uh, the, the church has been a leading also voice uh, for um, basically the persecuted uh, even inside China you know usually uh, the the in those the persecuted church uh, in their countries um, are rarely able to or, or really dare to speak up right uh, under the per per persecution but this church is uh, exceptional. Uh, is um, the, the pastor is a lawyer, is a, a legal scholar, so he knows the law. Uh, pastor Wang Yi, um, I mean, basically uh, chose to speak up. Uh, basically, but he spoke up not in a political term, but really out of love in Christ. You know, um, ironically, uh, the 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 very sermon uh, that cost uh, uh, his freedom uh, was uh, the Sunday he. Um, 
in the uh, the Chinese New Year, I mean, uh, actually in the New Year's uh, uh, Eve of 2020, he preached uh, uh, based on the text of John 3.16. Basically, mm-hmm. he uh, used that text and basically asking uh, the Chinese president uh, and uh, Chinese leaders to repent and to accept wow. Jesus Christ as their Savior and the Lord and give them the opportunity and the invitation and that is called the Subversion of State Power Sermon. And he received nine years imprisonment. His wife was tortured. Oh. Uh, their uh, 16-year-old son uh, has to take uh, a police uh, car uh, to go to a government uh, San- uh, Communist Party school every day, in and out. And hundreds of their uh, uh, members had been arrested and uh, many you know, as many as uh, over 100, 200 of their their believers were uh, tortured during their uh, detention time. So uh, they had been caring about uh, also the life issue. They uh, went for public evangelism in the public square and um, uh, distributing uh, flyers about uh, uh, kind of a how, you know, uh, the life, each one of the life is so precious um, in the eyes of God. So I try to build a culture for life in China. So these are all uh, kind of a, a cr- criminal uh, tr- kind of acts in the eyes of the Chinese Communist Party. Yes. Yeah, and we just have to, you know, to remember our friends at uh, the Early Rain Covenant Churches and all that they've gone through, and yet they can't meet, but they're continuing to tell people about Jesus individually, at times even, you know, trying to meet in secret. Every way, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, Persecution, Bob, I mean, you've seen it. It, Sometimes it causes people to go, you know, I don't want to, you know, really be associated with this. I still have Jesus in my heart, but I'm not going to tell anybody because I'm, I'm afraid of what might happen. And I understand we're all humans. I mean, even yourself, I mean, a year ago, uh, you and your family, uh, your wife, Heidi, your three children, including your two daughters, uh, you had to go into hiding. And uh, so December of 2020, under police protection, you were finally able to come home. You had protesters showing up at your house. I mean, this was a national story. Uh, we even heard about it here in Canada, of course, through our uh, connection to you, but even on a, a larger scale. I mean, what led to those protests, Bob, of you particularly, and uh, who was behind it? Well, this kind of uh, uh, unprecedented, again, harassment um, uh, surrounding our home uh, occupied our neighborhood uh, for months, uh, basically from nine o'clock in the morning to four o'clock in the afternoon every day. This, uh, you know, from dozens to as many as uh, uh, over uh, uh, hundred, uh, you know, or so gathered and uh, issuing death threats against me and my family. Um, and uh, so that, that it was orchestrated uh, definitely, uh, you know, by the Chinese Communist Party from Beijing. I mean, they're using a Chinese uh, fugitive, I mean, a billionaire and um, uh, based in New York and uh, 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 issuing this, uh, uh, so he called a global elimination campaign. And he's uh, uh, called, uh, named as a a dissident hunter uh, because I have nothing to do with him. I've never met with him or, you know, uh, any uh, argument with uh, him. 
uh, at all. And um, all of a sudden, um, so this, he orchestrated this uh, 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 threatening harassment campaign surrounding our uh, homes for really months. Um, the only uh, explanation is uh, that uh, they, they, they want to shut down uh, our uh, voice for those voiceless uh, uh, brothers and sisters in China. They um, want to eliminate uh, uh, our existence, uh, even inside the U.S. soil. I mean, uh, yeah. so the, this, this is very surreal. Uh, this shows the Communist Party's uh, kind of uh, uh, extended uh, their arms beyond its borders. I mean, certainly not only in uh, Texas, but uh, in New York City, in Can I mean, even in Vancouver, Canada, right? Yeah. Uh, in uh, New Zealand, in Australia, um, in Tokyo, in Taipei. I mean, this campaign uh, last year extended to all over the world. And, um, uh, and uh, in Vancouver, I mean, the, the people, the Chinese dissidents uh, were not only harassed, but physically also attacked and wounded and hospitalized. Um, so, so it's all orchestrated and directed by the Chinese Communist Party. There's no doubt about it. Very stressful for you personally, Bob, uh, but you're a dad. And, uh, you know, your youngest daughter, 15 at the time, had to be taken out of school by armed police. Yeah, I, I mean, as a dad, I mean, yeah, it's one thing, okay, if you come after me, but when you start affecting my family, how did, how did you get through that experience? Well, uh, initially, of course, it uh, caused such a, a family stress. Uh, yeah. You know, we... Uh, uh, one of the reasons, uh, some 17 years ago, we moved from East Coast, from Philadelphia, to the West Texas in the middle of nowhere uh, we, uh, is for our security. Uh, we were, uh, you know, seeing something, uh, you know, strange sometimes in front of our house uh, when we were in Philadelphia. And the Chinese, uh, obviously Chinese agents were following me uh, when I did advocacy in Washington, D.C., um, but uh, we have never thought they would come to West Texas. Um, but, you know, um, it came to um, our families, uh, I think, uh, realize uh, the home, um, the message to home is, uh, well, we shouldn't uh, actually expect, uh, uh, you know, there is a, a safe haven anywhere on this earth as long as we are engaging the business of Christ, yeah. you know, uh, the persecution is a norm is a, is a, should be regarded uh, as no surprise as first peter forced uh, told uh, you know all of our believers that do not be surprised when you are facing the trials uh, you know the suffering i mean so i think i be regarded this as a, a privilege i think uh, that uh, god um, chose us uh, to uh, kind of uh, experience this uh, with Christ and uh, so we can continue uh, to uh, be in solidarity and uh, in empathy uh, uh, in alignment with our suffering brothers and sisters back to China and other parts of the world and we shouldn't uh, spoil ourselves <laughs> you know expecting we can live our peaceful American dream you know by thinking oh you know uh, America is safe yeah, you know, I, when it comes to following Jesus and, and reminded, you know, when Paul wrote to Timothy that if you desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, you will be persecuted. 
even if you're in America, even if you're in Canada and a place that, you know, that we perceive at least as safe, because again, we know that there's a real enemy and he is trying to destroy God's people going through that experience. Bob, did that help you to maybe have more, and you just mentioned it, more empathy for our brothers and sisters in Christ, because you've lived in America for a long time, you've had harassments and you've had difficulties along the way, but nothing of that level. Did that kind of help you maybe be reminded of the tension uh, and, and just even feeling that, that emotion uh, that our brothers and sisters are facing in China? Certainly, yes. Uh, the uh, this kind of uh, uh, harassment, uh, even in the uh, West Texas, uh, you know, being exiled from her own home for a few months uh, and uh, um, protected under the FBI and uh, other local law enforcement agents, and uh, being put in a safe home, and. Uh, have to move uh, from weeks uh, to weeks uh, to different location, uh, make us uh, really realize uh, the uh, the experience of our suffering brothers and sisters back again. You know, we moved to the U.S. 24 years ago. You know, it's very easy to take our freedom for granted, and uh, so uh, it. Uh, I think the Lord had mercy uh, for us, and uh, by using this experience uh, as a reminder that uh, you know anyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus and will be persecuted, and uh, it doesn't. Uh, excuse Americans or Canadians, uh, anyone, as long as we continue to pursue Christ and his kingdom, uh, the persecution will be inevitable. And the promise is that uh, we are blessed, actually, uh, you know, for being persecuted for the name of Christ's sake. And we indeed experiencing some uh, tremendous blessing out of this uh, uh, kind of a uh, uh, time of uh, um, uh, harassment and threat, even in the U.S. soil, and uh, certainly uh, make us uh, feel uh, closer to the Lord and uh, to uh, our uh, suffering brothers and sisters. And I think uh, during that time, uh, I have received uh, uh, more opportunities uh, to expose the persecution uh, than the previous years, uh, many years combined. Um, so it's really a disguised blessing uh, out of uh, this uh, uh, time. And disguised blessing. I like how you put that. I mean, we know of many people, of course, you more so because of your work in, with your friends in China that have been imprisoned. And some of the people that I've worked with at the Voice of the Martyrs have faced prison time. I've interviewed many believers around the world that have had that experience. And they talk about it as just being a joy. It, it, yes, there was pain, there was suffering, but the joy they felt in their spirit and then how the Lord opens up so many more doors. It's Again, it's only in the kingdom. Doesn't make sense from the worldly perspective. Bob, appreciate all that you're doing uh, for our brothers and sisters in China and beyond, you know, bringing awareness. Uh, of course, we're glad that you're safe. And many of us, of course, were praying for you during that time for Heidi and your children. You. Uh, so appreciate and love you and the support uh, that you're bringing to our brothers and sisters in China. Bob Fu, again, is the president and founder of China Aid. And if you'd like to find out more about this wonderful ministry called China Aid, 
made. I will put the link on the show notes and also a link so you can get a wonderful book. It's called God's Double Agent, and you'll have to read the book to find out why Bob called it that. Bob, thank you again. God bless you, and uh, we'll be uh, keeping in touch, and I know you'll keep us informed of all that's happening in China, which is in the news every single day. And you know, I always tell people too, when I'm speaking in churches, is when you hear a story, you know, whether it's Afghanistan or Pakistan or China, take some time to remember our brothers and sisters in Christ that are suffering. So again, thank you, Bob. So thank you, Greg, uh, for your prayer and for your love. And uh, certainly we had experienced uh, the outpouring a love and a prayer uh, to my family, to the persecuted brothers and sisters in China. Uh, thank you. Well, thank you again, Bob. And uh, we'll keep praying for China and all that you're doing there. These are incredible times that we're living in. So many are coming to know Jesus in the most adverse situations like we have in China. And remember, the closer you are to Jesus, the closer you are to the fire.